Hello, everyone, and welcome to Podcast One of the Shauna Kay Show. Welcome to the Shauna Kay Show. I'm your host, Shauna Kaminsky, health, wellness, and anti-aging specialist, and the best-selling author of the book, Lose Your Menopause Belly. I'll provide simple lifestyle hacks for you to regain your health and get your sexy back. Tune in for practical, easy, actionable steps to upgrade your health today. If you've ever started and failed at any diet or fitness plan, listen in on how to guarantee long-term success with something I call the Choose One Change Challenge. No one likes change, and a challenge sounds intimidating. Welcome to my very first podcast called the Choose One Change Challenge. Stick with me, and in a few short minutes, I'm going to entice you to make a tiny change that could lead to life-changing results. Results like my superstar client who lost 50 pounds by starting with one small change. Stay tuned for her story and how you can use the same principle to change your own life for the better. You see, I believe there are too many women over 40 that have given up on themselves, not realizing how simple and attainable it is to look and feel better than they ever have. Today, I'll give you my number one tip to change anything. Let me share a little bit about myself before I get into that tip. You see, I'm very passionate about helping women, and I'd like you to know why. From a young age, in an effort to care for others, I never saw my mom take care of herself. She was a single mom of us three kids, and we lived in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. We didn't have much, but my mom always made sure we had clean clothes and we were well-fed. Well, her cooking skills left a little bit, bit to be desired, but that's a story for another day. My mom wanted the best for us, and she knew we needed to stay busy to stay out of trouble. She enrolled me in competitive swimming because she knew I liked to swim. Now, she didn't drive, so she taught me how to catch the bus to the pool. It also meant that I had to take the bus home in the dark. I was six years old at the time. Obviously, it was a different time back then. I have some really funny stories about these aquatic adventures that I'll share another time. But in any case... My mom made an opportunity for me. She found a way to afford the swim club and a way for me to get to and from the pool while she took care of my brother and sister and worked as well. But I never recall my mom ever doing anything to take care of herself. She didn't take a break or maybe go out with friends, go shopping or get her nails done. Exercise back then wasn't back then wasn't really a thing, so there was none of that. And being a single mom of three, she must have felt exhausted and stressed, but all she did was take care of us. And in the last few years, I've done a lot of thinking about my mom, and I've come to really appreciate her. You see, I'm also a mom of two myself, and I know the demands of motherhood are tough, and especially of being a single mom. I also work with all sorts of women, and these amazing women I know are just plain givers, probably just like you. So I see a huge need for self-care because when we don't fill up our own well, the well basically just runs dry. And what happens to so many women is that in an effort to take care of others, 
we just give up on ourselves. Like there's just no time or energy. And that was my mom. She gave up for herself. Like she just gave up on herself and ran out of time. Um, Just wondering, is this happening to you? Are you too busy taking care of others that you're the last on the list? I feel that women are caregivers of the world and often 40-something women are just sandwiched between growing children and aging parents. We're doing double duty of caregiving and we just shortchange ourselves. Now, my mom died suddenly and unexpectedly in 2014 and sadly, she was just starting to make efforts to take care of herself probably because we were a little bit grown up and she just had more time for herself And together we'd talk about food choices. She started going to Aquasize and use the bike in her apartment building. She volunteered. She'd see friends a little bit. In any case, it was great to see, but her efforts fell short when her health failed. And it was her poor lifestyle choices over time that just caught up with her. So this podcast isn't about my mom. It's really about you. And I promise this is coming around to you. But upon reflection, I just wanted to say my mom is a big inspiration um, for the life's work that I am currently doing. Um, my mom didn't practice self-care or healthy habits throughout her life. I don't even know, think she knew what it was. Um, but strangely, I seemed to get it at about eight. I developed these small intentional little habits to stay healthy. Um, I, I don't know where I got them. Initially, I got involved with fitness. First, it was swimming, thanks to my mom. Then it was school sports and skiing and lifting weights. I used sports and fitness as a way to avoid the destructive behavior I saw around me. No offense to my family, but just like all families, mine had its share of dysfunction. And for some reason, I just knew that some of the choices family members were making just weren't for me. Another thing I did was I journaled. I was given one of those diaries with a lock and a key when I was about eight. And ever since that time, I've had a journal. Man, I hope nobody ever gets a hold of those journals when I die. They'll have a good old laugh at at my eight-year-old writings. I mean, what does an eight-year-old have to say? I've read some of the entries, and because I'm a creature of habit, I had to write every day. But sometimes all I could think of was we had mashed potatoes for dinner. Not terribly profound. In any case, I wrote, and I wrote every day. I always knew I needed to sleep, so I slept. I protected my sleep. In fact, I was probably the only 10-year-old asking to go to bed. I had swim practice at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. every day, and I just knew I couldn't function without sleep. I also surrounded myself with positive people. I always found a friend that went to church. We weren't churchgoers, but I knew that I needed to have some kind of spiritual influence, so I just tagged along to any church with whomever I could find. And I just intuitively did did these things because they felt good. I knew I could cope with the world better this way. This is basically what shaped my youth. And it turns out that these small choices I made growing up would change my life, and I actually had no idea. In his book, The Body Keeps the Score, Brain, Mind, and Body in the Healing of Trauma, the author Dr. Bessel van der Kolk, I think that's how you say it, he shares repeatedly that these small healthy habits were most likely the catalyst that kept me healthy and basically on the straight and narrow. And they actually helped my brain develop neurological pathways that otherwise wouldn't have developed. So that was 
kind of cool that I developed these habits as a young child. I, I chose to be a school teacher so that I could teach some of these habits to children. And I have to say that I kind of learned these things, you know, in hindsight, obviously. Uh, when I was a school teacher, I mostly taught phys ed. After all, for me, fitness basically saved my life, and I wanted to help other kids develop a healthy body and embrace their own health through movement. Over time, I realized that my true calling was to help the mothers of the kids I was teaching. Kids were going home to moms who had given up on themselves. Moms have such a strong influence on children. I knew I needed to get to the source of influence for kids and then more people would be touched with the message of health uh, at the end of the day. Because if mothers can demonstrate health and a little self-care, they can be better moms and entire families would be healthier. And when I, I feel like when I'm able to help women improve their health, health, the ripple effect happens and many others have a health upgrade because a woman's life touches the lives of her children, her spouse, extended family, friends, co-workers. What a circle of influence I could have if I just helped one woman. So as for me, after watching my mom give up on herself, my gift to my kids was to not give up on myself like my mom did. And as for you, I hope that you don't give up on yourself as a gift to the loved ones in your life. It became too late for my mom, and I don't want it to become too late for you. So that brings us to the challenge. It's called the Choose One Change Challenge. And I want to demonstrate how it worked, first of all, with a superstar client. Her name is Diane, and she did just this. She knew she needed to make a health upgrade, and so she started small with one change. She started by taking the sugar out of her coffee. Now, this change was small and it was doable. She wasn't overwhelmed with it. She remembered it. She owned it. And then she implemented another change. Her second small change, as you'll see, was that she changed her brand of yogurt to one with less sugar and more protein. During this time, she was doing short workouts with me along the way and every change was just a small step. So obviously, she didn't just make those two changes. She made one, let it set in, and then made another. Over time, she's lost 50 pounds. It didn't happen overnight. It was slow and steady, but she stuck with it. And it happened, and it's still happening for her. She basically did the choose one change challenge. The problem with change when people want to get healthy is that many are just too zealous about changing too much too soon. You might want to change everything. You might change your diet. You might stop sugar, gluten, wine. You might say, I need to exercise, so implement long workouts every day or stop television, no more Netflix, no more movies, add meditation, on and on. It's just too much. And if you start with all these changes on Monday, by Thursday, you may have thrown in the towel on everything and be ordering in a pizza. Instead, if you start small, start with one thing, you hardly notice that your life is changing. You have to accept slow progress, but it's slow and steady. Because if you make even if you make one change a week, you could implement 52 changes over the course of the year. 
Heck, if you changed one thing every two weeks, that's 26 changes a year. My recommendation is actually just to make a change every 21 days because it takes 21 days for a habit to stick. That still gives you 17 opportunities for change in a year. For Diane, her small changes led to over 50 pounds of weight loss. Her life is completely changed with new healthy habits, but at the same time, she's not felt deprived or overwhelmed with doing too much too soon, and she's enjoyed the process. So let me give you one more example of how the Choose One Change Challenge can change your life. Think of a cruise ship. The captain is setting the course for the destination. If he or she is one degree off, over time, that ship will end up in an entirely different location. That one degree of change, one small change, will make all the difference. Now, this can work in a positive or a negative way. One degree of change can make you healthier by adding that small change like Diane did, or it can work the opposite. For example, if you get in the habit of, say, having a handful of M&Ms a day, That's an additional 144 calories that could lead to 15 pounds of weight gain over the course of a year if you don't burn off that energy. So you can see how a small, seemingly meaningless habit or change can lead to you to a destination that you want to get to or that you don't want to get to. We really need to be intentional and thoughtful with our actions because when we're intentional, Life doesn't happen to us, but we make it happen for us. So when you're considering your goals, you really need to make your actions match your goals. And don't get too zealous with too many changes too soon. Just choose one change. If you're really excited, you could pick one change in four different areas that I've broken down. It could be lifestyle, mindset, movement, and or nutrition. So let's talk about lifestyle. For example, you could go to bed 10, 15 minutes earlier, or you could reduce TV watching or keep it to a specified time, or you could say no more often to social events. As far as mindset goes, you could start a gratitude journal to write three things down that you're grateful for. You could think of something nice to say to yourself every time you walk in front of a mirror. You could consciously be more polite to others by saying please and thank you. As for movement, maybe you could add a workout in on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Or you could use the stairs at work. Or you could say, I'm going to train with a buddy on Saturdays. For nutrition, you could read labels, and if a product has more than five ingredients, just don't buy it. You could include a drink, a green drink daily or include more water daily, or just say only allowing soda pop or wine on a Saturday. So your change, your challenge is just to start with one thing. It could be one thing in all those four areas, which turns out to be quite a bit, um, But you don't need to implement a ton of changes that will overwhelm you and just make you feel guilty and end up failing. I want you to set yourself up for success with just one change. Please don't give up on yourself like my mom gave up on herself and it became too late for her. 
the Choose Your Change Challenge can be the stepping stone to an immediate health upgrade, slow and steady. Now, I want you to stay tuned for my next podcast where I'm going to build on the Choose One Change Challenge and walk you through how to set up and smash your goals. Until then, your homework is to choose that one change. Oh, and when you write it down or tell someone about it, this is what will make it real because accountability is everything. Make sure to pop over to Facebook and hop onto the Healthy Secrets for Women 40 Plus page. It's a closed group and it's just women in there. We've got a great community. And make sure you uh, write down like on that page, the change that you're going to make so that the group can help you stay accountable. And if you need more direction, you can always reach out to me directly from that page for additional coaching. I've also got a downloadable PDF on my blog to guide you. So you're going to head to podcast.shaunakay.com for show notes and that guide. That guide is going to provide the strategy you need to make your change successful. And it'll be a bit of a teaser for the next podcast about setting your goals. Make sure to subscribe to Shauna Kay show on iTunes and leave me a review. And thanks for listening. And I will see you next time. That's it for today. This has been the Shauna Kay show. Head to podcast.shaunakay.com for show notes and more. See you next time.